All right, what's up everybody? BC here, welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. I have another special guest here with me. Uh, first and foremost, our podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you guys need anything real estate worldwide, go to teambcsold.com and shoot us a message. Number two, if you guys are interested in being a part of my team at eXp, go to partnerwithteambc.com and schedule a call with us. And lastly, if you're not on my Modern Success program, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for, get signed up. So Matt, my special guest, what's up brother? Hey, what's up? Uh, dude, nice office, by the way. Big upgrade from Roland Heights days. I know, dude. Crazy, crazy. So uh, give everybody a quick introduction. I know some of my audience knows yeah. you specifically yeah. because yeah. they came in, and we can talk about that later. They came in yeah. from actually watching one of your videos, but you know, for everybody who doesn't. Hey, what's up? My name is Matt Tran. I've been uh, running a YouTube channel called Engineer Truth for the past nine years. It's about realistic career videos, and I think about three years ago, I had Brian on to shoot a video and this is when we didn't know each other at the time at all I don't think we even met in person and so it was a video called uh, real estate reality versus expectations yeah. and the, the quality of that video is so shit because Brian had a like, square webcam at the time so it's like square webcam in your office before the Roland Heights one yeah. all you see is like an empty office with a for sale sign in the back I was like god damn this is like the worst quality interview like I've ever done so you post it, and now it has like 300,000 views or something like that. That's, That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, I remember, it, bro, because I, um, at the time, I had bought some new equipment, so I ended up using, you know, Anthony. I ended up using his laptop, and the quality was trash. Right? Yeah. The mic yeah. that we were using wasn't working, so I did it with a webcam from the laptop with no external mic. Yes. Right. So it was yeah. horrible quality overall. But a lot of people, even Kevin, who works with me, right, and you met him, he came yeah. in from that video and he actually ended up following me and he ended up working for me now for I don't know two years that's I mean there's moments as being a, a influencer where yeah. uh, you, you see the numbers it's not really it doesn't seem very real like you're just playing a numbers game yeah. it's getting more views and getting more uh, ad revenue but then when I met Kevin at your house and you told me the story about how he actually yeah. discovered uh, found you from my videos and now he's working for you for the past two years and even staying at your house for a couple of days yeah. and that all stemmed from him watching a video of mine yeah. I, 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 I felt re-inspired re to yeah. make more videos out there just because like you don't think it's going to have that much of an impact on some people's lives and most yeah. people probably not but for the ones that do mm -hmm. it's like it's a huge meaningful change that you're changing their whole history right Absolutely. where would Kevin be if, if he never found that video who would be, who'd be learning from right. wouldn't it be you yeah. right yeah. So I think that's, that's when you think about that, that and that's just one life that we're impacting. So when you think about just the spread of what we're doing, it's uh, it, it kind of makes me feel a little bit weird. I know, right? Like it's like it's like it's like too much too much too much power. I know, right? Yeah. Have you had anybody like in public be like, oh hey Matt, engineer truth? Oh, happened yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. Man. I think uh, it happened more like the last couple of years, but then since I moved to the Philippines, you know, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. So. But I do feel always like a little bit weird. I don't know what to say when people come up to me. I just say, hey, what's up? Yeah. Well, I don't, do you like my videos? What do you do? Yeah. 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 So like what, what started it, right? I mean, obviously I know your background, but what got you into actually starting? Because you've been doing it for nine years, bro. And that's a long, yeah. long time. Yeah, I think YouTube yeah. even looked different back then compared to what it looks like now, you know? I think now when you talk to people, most people are pretty aware that college is questionable. It's a questionable choice for a lot of people, but when I was uh, when I made my first video ten years ago, the 
the information about colleges was was off. You know, mm-hmm. at that time, people were still saying, "Hey, you know, study any major you want in college. It's good. It's like yeah. a you know, it's an investment in education. You can't go wrong." Yeah. And so I wanted to fix that and say, "Look, there are certain majors that are not going to return have a return on investment for sure, right? Like if you study, uh, I'm going to pick on some people, but like if you study English, yeah. you know, the language yeah. that everyone already speaks." Right. It's probably, it's probably, it doesn't really make you specialized in, yeah. in anything. So I made some videos about career advice and then uh, it kind of just took off from there and definitely had a lot of slumps. It took me one year to get my first 1,000 subscribers because mm-hmm. at the time it was just like uploading inf- infrequently. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's upload frequently. And it took me almost another year to get 10,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. So this has been a slow, slow roll for me. But I would say I had a steady, uh, steady rise and because of that, I have a very steady income from YouTube. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very viral, or, or you know, it's not like big shots up and big shots down. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Because like it's similar with me, but mine was even slower. I think it took me um, like two years to get like two thousand or something like that. Yeah. And then it was through a couple videos for like the live calls and that kind of stuff that I got a lot. But I think mainly I got a lot from collaborations, mm. you know. But uh, it's, it's funny to hear that because so many people think like you're going to go viral and that seems to be the, the intention when they start something, whether it's yeah. Facebook or Instagram, oh, I just want to go viral, right? So that slow and steady approach has kept your income stable and yeah. I'm sure you've been able to kind of build like a culture and like a fan base that, you know, yeah. is going to fill that role that you want them to fill, whether yeah. it's, you know, be a customer or whatever. So at what point did it start to evolve and then you were like, okay, I need to really pay attention to this? Well, I didn't really have much of a choice. So yeah. my previous pro- profession, I, I was an engineer. And I got fired from all my engineering jobs, all three of them. <laughs> and I was like, oh crap, I'm not meant for a regular job. Yeah. So when I got fired from the third engineering job, I decided to do YouTube full time, even though I was making $250 a month at, at the time. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I am not gonna move out of my parents' house until I could afford to do it with just the money I earned from YouTube or, or things like that. So that took, actually that, that was a pretty fast timeline. That one actually took me I think that one also also took me like a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I thought it was gonna go like, oh, I'm gonna focus on full time and it's gonna grow, which it didn't. Yeah. So I had to get like random jobs. So I made product videos for an e-commerce company. Yeah. I managed social media for Bro Science Life. They're a huge uh, comedy YouTube channel. Yeah. And then that 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 together with my YouTube income amounted to like four thousand dollars a month, and I was like, yeah. Fuck yeah, four thousand dollars a month. Ballin', ballin'. <laughs> it's like almost a hundred dollars, or a little over a hundred dollars a day. Yeah. So I said, "Fuck it, let's move out." So I got an apartment in downtown LA for a thousand dollars a month, and I moved out. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm in downtown LA. Like, I'm gonna meet all these YouTubers and all these entrepreneurs." And I was like, "I moved to downtown LA, and I'm like, man, this place is a piece of shit." <laughs> it's like, it's like. I, I think the, the most the best part about living in downtown Los Angeles is that there is um, a food truck, a, a taco truck, like right across my building, and like right, that's right. like the only thing. Right. But like right. my my building had been tagged while I was there, so there's like gangsters all all around, and oh, yeah, it was it was cool though. Um, but I just didn't have anyone to hang out with. So uh, that's pretty in my eyes, pretty quick timeline, dude. From 250 bucks a month to 4,000 in a year. Was that when like the light bulb started going off as far as like mm. more opportunities on YouTube? Because I know you do so much more now with YouTube and partnerships and stuff. How did that come about? Because I think that's the kind of like the part that people get confused on. They're like, well, I want to create content, but they get like villainized for trying to make money and like selling something, you know? I think, I think the best thing I did 
to get make money in the meantime was do the product videos for e-commerce e company. Mm -hmm. So once you learn how to make some some videos, some basic videos, then I would apply for a company and work it there. Yeah. And that's where I got a lot better at my craft because I'm making videos, you know, eight hours a day. Yeah. Product videos, you're gonna get a lot better at making videos. You know, the, the, the technical aspects of making videos. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was just making YouTube videos as well. So e-com e videos specifically for YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I was learning from that. You know, I would I would try okay, and. <laughs> The pro our product was hydroponics. <laughs> so uh, if you don't know what hydroponics is used for, it's used to grow plants indoors. Yeah. Now, this equipment is not cheap. So the only profitable way to, to use your hydroponic equipment is to grow weed. So people, customers would call in and be like, uh, I don't know how to set up my lights to grow weed. And then we'd have to be like, at this time, weed wasn't legal yet. So we we're like, you, I hope you mean tomatoes, right? You mean how to, how to grow your tomatoes Inside, because we didn't want like uh, us responding to them course, uh, yeah. to, to teach them how to grow weed. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, yeah, tomatoes. So like they would change the conversation to talk about tomatoes. <laughs> so so if you hear the customer service lines, they're like, why would people? Like people were literally spending like a thousand dollars for like LED lights because they they use less electricity. Uh, and then yeah. on on the phone call, you're like talking about how to grow tomatoes. You're like, who the fuck would spend a thousand dollars on lights to grow tomatoes? It doesn't make any sense. Were all the calls recorded? They were recorded. Okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah for sure. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So, uh, so I was, so I had to learn how to grow weed uh, during that time. So I, I had a little grow tent. Uh, I set up my friend's house because I was still living with my parents. So we like grew weed, <laughs> and then, and then uh, it was like the shittiest weed. But I sold it to, back to my co my coworkers at like a super discounted price. So yeah. they got like super cheap weed, which they're happy about. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I know this is super fucking random. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Funny, but though. but that was my training ground, and I think. When you have a training ground like that, you almost consider it like, like a mentorship. It's kind of mm -hmm. like what Kevin is doing with you. Like yeah. instead of trying to go off on his own and being his own real estate office or real own real estate agent, he said, "You know, what? I don't know shit about this industry. It's yeah. complicated. I'm gonna go learn from someone that knows what they're doing." Yeah. And you can either take a course or you can try working for them. I think working for them is better. But if you can't work for them, then yeah. take their course. How did you originally stumble uh, upon the e-commerce thing originally? I don't know if you covered Craigslist. That. Craigslist. Wow. Fucking Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, that's the place to go, man. Yeah. For, for like low level entry jobs that pay like $15 an hour, that job paid $15 an hour. And I felt like honestly compared to 250 a month, everything, this is when I learned money is so relative because yeah. I was making 250 a month and I had been on that for like three months in a row and I couldn't even go to Starbucks. Uh, like gas was like obviously two yeah. for the month it was like gas is like amazingly expensive yeah. and then when I was getting $15 a month I felt so rich I felt really <laughs> I felt so rich I was like yeah. what I think my paycheck my first paycheck yeah. was like a little bit over a thousand dollars I was like yeah. what the fuck this is like what I make it like this is more than what I made in the past three months pictures I know it was, it was like you know put it on Instagram like yeah. what the fuck so uh, and that 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 kept me afloat. I obviously didn't really spend much of the money. I think it's interesting because like I feel like I'm better at saving money when I make a lot less. <laughs> so like yeah. at the time I was making fifteen dollars an hour, yeah. but I was like saving most of it. Yeah. And then uh, and then I decided to move out to kind of expand my circle. You know, mm -hmm. get out of the house and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't like LA, so <laughs> I was swiping on Tinder, and I matched with this girl. She's from the she's from the Philippines, but she's visiting her family in, in LA. Nice. So we go to Egg Slut uh, at 8 a.m. This, this is the only time she got yeah. a breakfast date, right? Yeah. So we hang out for half the day. By 2 p.m. she's gone. And so she goes back to, uh, she's working in Jakarta, which is in yeah. Indonesia. Yeah. 
and uh, I message her, oh yeah, I'll go visit you sometime. You know, it's the, uh, that bullshit you throw out. Yeah. And so she messages me back, why not? Yeah. And I was sitting there like, God damn, like, I, like no one's waiting for me. Yeah. You know, I'm working from home. No, I, I just see my friend Dylan every day. Like, we, I'm doing shit, right? So I was like, before I answered, I was like, hold on. I don't know how much this international travel sh- things cost, right? Yeah. So I looked up a flight from LAX to Jakarta, and it was like six fifty. Yeah. I was like six fifty with four thousand dollars a month. I could afford six fifty, right? Because yeah. I still have like three thousand dollars a month uh, to spend on whatever I want. Yeah. So I, I said, "Fuck it!" I booked my flight and flew yeah. from LA to Indonesia to hang out with a girl for two weeks that I met for like half a day. Wow. Yeah. So Crazy, so I arrived in Jakarta at uh, at one eight one thirty a.m. I got out of the flight. Everyone's Muslim. It's a Muslim country. That that was that that kind of yeah. like I was like, oh crap. Because yeah, you, like, yeah. you you always expect Muslims to be like you know brown people, not yeah. not Asians, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you go in there, you're like, they're Asian and they're Muslims and they're wearing the outfits yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know what the names of them are. But I was like, damn, I'm in a different world right now. Like I need yeah. to be careful. Yeah. But that's when I, you know, all those like Muslim prejudices, they went away because I went to Indonesia. Like you really learned that they actually are peaceful people. Yeah. So anyhow, she picks me up and we're going and I'm like, dude, I had to take the biggest shit because I was like so nervous that being in this country, I felt like, oh my God, like I'm going to get robbed. <laughs> Is this taxi going to take me to a corner and just shoot me and take all my stuff? Yeah. So, so anyhow, we, uh, we go to uh, uh, Bali and Singapore and, and then uh, also spend some time in Jakarta. And that's when my, 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 my mind really expanded. Yeah. And I learned a lot about attraction. I know you talk about attraction, right? Yeah. So I used to think attraction was more like, uh, what's it called? Like things in common. You have things in common, right? Then I went, got back to LA and I was there for three weeks. And I was like, man, like what the fuck am I doing with my life here? Like I'm yeah. so bored in, yeah. in LA. Yeah. So then I booked a solo flight to the Philippines for uh, two weeks. And that, that actually blew my mind too. And yeah. I think in two weeks I went on nine dates. It was wow. the first time. And dude, my, my, my pickup line in the club was so corny. Like, I would yeah. just, I would, I would walk up to girls and be like, hey, this is my first time here. I'm from LA. And it worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, okay. and then some girls were like, where are your friends? Yeah. I was like, they're at work, yeah. which they were at work, but at work in America, like in yeah. Los Angeles, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, they're at work. And they, <laughs> and yeah. like, whatever. And, yeah. it, and it worked. So the first girl I talked to, she looked so nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen this happen in LA before. Yeah. She's like so nice to me. Um, so it was like we're really drunk at like 3 a.m. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to take this girl home. Like, I don't know yeah. what's the culture here. You know, I don't want to offend anybody. You yeah, know, like yeah. what if I mean, the club we're at is called Black Market. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's like in this industrial area. You know, I don't want to like offend people in Black Market. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so 3 a.m. comes. The club is closing. And I'm like, we're walking outside and she's with her friend. And she tells her friend to go home. She's like, go home. You're drunk. And the friend wanted to come like party more. But she's like, no, like she kicked her friend out. Wow. And then and then we went home and, and did did stuff. And I thought, like, this was so this was so smooth. Yeah. I think she's gonna ask me for money. Yeah. Yeah. So then she didn't end up asking for money. Yeah. But it's I thought it I thought you seriously, I was like, yeah. dude, I never use that safety lock, but I was like, I think I should use the safety lock today. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. It was just cause she was so yeah. nice. Because yeah. in, in LA I'm used to the girls getting a lot of resistance to like Furthering the progress, you know, like, yeah. oh, my friends, like, I don't want to, you know, nah, nah, yeah. nah. and then she, she didn't give any, she didn't give any resistance at all. I, I felt like it was weird. I was like waiting for the resistance too. I was like, okay, yeah. her, she's, the club's gonna end. She's gonna want to go home with her friends because she yeah. doesn't want to look yeah. like a slut or whatever. Yeah. Right, right. Like right. none at all. Yeah. So that's when I was like, this is my country. Yeah. Like, this is my country to hang out in. Yeah. And then also, I think like to be 
quite honest, like as, as an Asian guy, you're probably not going to do too well here unless you look happen to look like a model or you're like they yeah. look mixed. Yeah. So, but in Asia, that's that's like your that's like your home ground. You know, that's yeah. your that's like your home court. So yeah. when you, of course when you go to your home court, you're gonna you're gonna play better. Yeah. That's the the crazy story of uh, going from goddamn living at my mom's house yeah. to moving to this $1,000 a month shitty apartment in downtown LA that was in the hood. Uh, very, very cholo area. Yeah. It was like super cholo. It was super cholo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, English was was nowhere to be seen, you know? <laughs> so, and then we're going to, going yeah. to overseas and then deciding to eventually live in the Philippines yeah. for the past year. Crazy, man. And that's such an interesting story because you actually were able to throw caution to the wind in a sense because so many people wouldn't do that because it's so radically different from like the everyday life. Yeah. Um, so overall, you know, with, with everything you've been doing, um, obviously you, you've made more money now and you've been doing other things. How, yeah. how did it grow beyond just, you know, I'm doing e-commerce yeah. videos and I'm just making, you know, my flat $4,000 a month off yeah, of YouTube. Yeah. How did that grow and evolve? Definitely selling. Uh, so I get a lot of cold emails of like what to sell. And yeah. When I was living in that shitty downtown LA apartment, uh, <laughs> a guy named Seth he called the email me and said, "Yeah, hey, like, I, I just came out with this course. Um, we can get people jobs in digital marketing in like a couple months, and in like a year they could make like sixty thousand dollars a year." And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's bullshit. That's not gonna work." Yeah. But I said, "Figure. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you an interview on my my show, right?" Yeah, yeah. So we did the interview, and then uh, people were buying the course. Yeah. People started buying the course, and yeah. I felt like. I, I opened my mailbox because I had done like I didn't do direct deposit because I was like this is just not gonna sell. No one's gonna buy this shit, right? Yeah. And then like they mailed me a check and I opened it. It was like three hundred bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? That's the easiest three hundred bucks I have ever made, right? Because yeah. at this point I've been struggling to get views. Yeah. And then um, so a couple months passed by and I'm like I kind I start feeling a little guilty because like yeah. these people are buying this course. I'm not sure if it's working, right? Yeah. So I messaged Seth. I was like, hey, are people actually getting jobs from this course? Yeah. And he, he forwarded me like five emails. People, five people have already gotten jobs from the course yeah. within three months of buying it. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, dude, we got, we got to do it. So, yeah. so we did testimonial videos on my channel, just yeah. like interviewing them like, hey, like how did you get the job? And it's like, yeah, I took the course and I followed your, your guides and yeah. I applied and I got a job for like $45,000 a year within like three months. Wow. And then they're, and like, I didn't have any, any like previous education in this subject. Yeah. So, that, so that took the income from like $4,000 a month to like $12,000 a month. Wow. How long did that take? Was it sudden spike or did it take some time? That took some time. Yeah. Because we had to build up yeah. the like list of testimonials. Yeah. 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 That's nuts, like man. like like less than a year though. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, dude. So, and, I, and that's why like I love going into business for myself because you do yeah. take a lot of these risks, but once like you hit something that works, it takes off really, really well. It must be like real estate for you. Yeah. And you see that it's like that exponential curve, right? Like it's not working, it's not working, and then boom, you get yeah. that one thing that goes and it finally like spikes up. It finally spikes up. And then you look at like what you're doing now. I mean, you're so like in quotes prepared for like what's happening now. You're not at a job or, you know, at the beck and call yeah. of somebody else. It's like, oh, you've been with us 20 years. It doesn't matter. The virus is here. <laughs> you're fired. And I've gotten, you know, hundreds of messages at this point, dude, of people who have been fired or been laid off and yeah. things of that nature. So I look at like what you're doing. And I'm like, dude, it's almost like you're, you're, you're in a, such a great position for something like this to happen, like for a worldwide pandemic, right? That we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Like, even if you take a hit, it's not going to leave you out on the street over there in the Philippines, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you wouldn't mind. You, you, you can live pretty cheap in yeah. the streets in the yeah. Philippines, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. you, it'd be, it'd be like, it'd be, it'd yeah. make good vlog material, man. If I could live in the streets yeah. in the Philippines and vlog that, 
That'd be a sick vlog, but I'd also end up with like malaria. I definitely would get COVID. You would get COVID nineteen within a day. Oh, within a day, you would get coronavirus for sure. It's all over there. Like, that's funny. Yeah, dude. but it'd be a good vlog though. Dude, I, and that's big right now, right? The vlogs are huge yeah. right now. You know, yeah. I've been doing it a little bit more yeah, too. Yeah. So for you, like the next, we can say once all this bullshit dies down, the next yeah. like year, two years, five years, what does that look like for you? What would you like to do? You know, in that time, and how do you see yourself growing? So the YouTube channel, I, I do, I, I like it, but I also feel like I'm a little bit on a hamster wheel, where it's like yeah. every week you got to come out with another video, yeah. and like I have to be in the video because I've tried having hiring people to be in the videos. Yeah did not work out. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I have to be in the videos. It's my personality. It's, it's what I say. And that's when I learned there's a difference between a, someone who's a clear speaker and a captivating speaker. Yeah. Some people can speak very clearly, yeah. but the shit they say is just so goddamn boring. <laughs> you just don't want to listen. Yeah. And then someone could be yeah. like, their, their speaking isn't perfect, but the way, the, what they're saying is, is more engaging. And of course, yeah. even if it's not technically correct, maybe they're even saying ums and they're whatever, they're slurring their words, but it just, what they're saying like it just hooks you yeah so I have to be in the video so I, I, I mean I think at one point like I want to be able to take a break and, and still make money from it yeah. so I came out with my own shoe which I brought which I brought I'm wearing it right now yeah, yeah. let's do a plug hell yeah bridgebury.co so I came out with the shoe and the shoe was a personal uh, was a more of a personal thing for me because I just couldn't I mean you saw me before I would always wear flip-flops like yeah. every everywhere like, and if I had to wear shoes It'd be like club, right? You go, you have to wear shoes. But my, like, I've talked to girls and I'm like, dude, my goddamn fucking toes are killing me right now. Like, yeah. I couldn't even think because yeah. my feet hurt so much. Yeah. And I was like, okay, money, money solves problems. I'm just gonna buy the shoe. I'm just gonna buy a comfortable shoe. Yeah. So uh, I got advice from a guy. He's like, oh, the, well, the shoes you're buying are just cheap. So I ended up buying like $300 shoes, like $400 shoes, leather sneakers, McNani. It's like what the rock wears, right? Yeah. It's like high class shit. I wore it and my shit hurt. My, feet, my toes were hurting in like an hour, two hours. Yeah. And like you can tell by the structure of the, of the of the footwear, it's just not it's not built for comfort. It's just yeah. built to look cool. Yeah. It look, and it looks nice. It looks real nice, but it's uncomfortable. The right. leather is really hard. Yeah. And uh, the toe box is very narrow. So I took all the things that you know. After wasting thousands of dollars, I made a list of the things that made it uncomfortable. And I said, okay. There's no reason why. I can't just take mm -hmm. what makes a good-looking shoe a good-looking shoe and then add the things that make a comfortable shoe to it because right, right now on the market, you either have like a shoe that, that's super nice, Italian design, yeah. but like they had zero concern for comfort at all. They're right. like, yeah, fuck your feet. <laughs> We're just yeah. going to take your money and like it's going to fucking suck for you. Right, but you'll look good. <laughs> but you'll look good. <laughs> and then on the other side, you have things like Skechers or things like that, like the, the wider brands, the more comfortable brands, but they add yeah. like all these stupid fucking designs to it yeah. or like really weird textures to it. I said, dude, why do you gotta make it, why do you, why do you, why do you just make it look like a normal shoe? You know, like why do yeah, you gotta make yeah. all the heel look all fucking weird and shit and like right. all these curves? Like, no, just make it look like a regular shoe, right. but add all the, all the parts of the comfort. So that's the idea mm -hmm. behind this shoe is just taking all the things that make a shoe comfortable, mm -hmm. but make, but giving it the design of a, of a high-end shoe. Dope. And it was uh, birchbury.co, right? Birchbury.co. Hell yeah. So yeah. If you guys want to check it out. And I know people can pre-order now if they want, and they'll get them in June. Get them in June. Get yeah. In June. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So you guys can check that out. So yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. I'm sure uh, next time you swing back from the Philippines, we'll get you back on because you're going to go back, right? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go back. I'm not allowed <laughs> we'll to. I'm not allowed we'll to see. right now. Yeah. Hey, we'll sneak you on a rocket, bro. I've been working on a secret rocket slash alien yeah. ship. We'll send you back. Don't if worry. If I ever get caught, I mean, they're going to kill me in the Philippines, especially <laughs> if I have coronavirus. Oh, fucking man, hang funny. me. I know, right? Cool. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you again to Matt for coming on the show. If you guys want to check out his shoes, uh, birchbury.co. Make sure you go grab a pair. I already got one, so I support my friends as always. 
But he's, he, he, you're, I'm glad he brought it up because as we, as we wrap up, he's solving a problem, right? He had an issue and he fixed it. Yeah. And now he's creating a, a, like another yeah. business from yeah. it. And it's the same thing you guys can do. All right. So if you guys need anything real estate, go to Team BC Sold. Modern Success, you can check out it at BrianCasella.com. And lastly, if you guys want to join my real estate team, go to partnerwithteambc.com. All right, peace. See you.